Hey guys, welcome to another episode here on the podcast and YouTube channel. Or no, we don't post these on the YouTube channel. It's exclusively on the podcast. My bad. This All is over Nick. on almost every platform. We're on uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, but we're not on YouTube with the podcast. Not on YouTube. Not that one. That, that one and Google Google Podcasts are the only two we're not on, I believe, but we are on all the other streaming platforms, guys, so definitely, uh, regardless of what your uh, preferred method is, definitely uh, check us out on all different types. It feels, uh, feels pretty cool to say that we're on uh, Spotify, doesn't it? I'm, a, I'm not an artist or nothing, but uh, it is nice knowing. No, no, it's, yeah, no, I, didn't, I never thought about that. It's like episode whatever, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, like I'm shit. That's a Spotify, big. That, that's a big step. And it's just cool to see. Like I'm, we're public. We're pushing this out there, but it's just cool to see the uh, the range of our viewers. You know, I know we have some people over, and we have a couple from Europe, Africa, a couple from Africa, a couple Aust- from Aust- South America, South America. Oh, yeah, I saw. Got- one, I saw one down there. Australia. Oh, like we're, 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 we just gotta get to Antarctica. That's almost all of them. <laughs> uh, we'll get. Uh, we'll we'll hit all the seven continents. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but with we... that being said, let's jump straight into uh, part this, two. Uh, part two here. So uh, we we're talking about the importance of recovery, injury prevention, injury prevention, and then uh, why am I blanking on that third part? Rest. Rest, which all tie in together. They all yes. tie in together. And we kind of talked about uh, in the first part just uh, why sleep is so important and how we can properly make sure we're recovering. But we're just going to go over a few other steps, maybe exactly. not fun ones, but a few other tools that are very useful for the recovery. Well, because we left off typically talking about rest days. Resting and, and so, uh, what we can do on our recovery days. Because just because we're recovering doesn't mean we're uh, being lazy bums, right? We're still staying active. I'm going to be a lazy bum. Yeah, I'm you sore. Say that, but... Your version of lazy bum is very different than most most other people's. Uh, I guess that's fair. Bum. I guess it's fair. Your version of being a lazy bum is being productive in the first six hours of the day, and then maybe taking the afternoon off. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Most the last people time Saturdays I... are waking up at noon. You know, you know, maybe eating some breakfast and just seeing how the day goes. So uh, exactly. But with that being said. Even though it's not, you know, it's not ideal to do like intense workout seven days a week, we still want to stay active every single day. And so either we're taking the day off from the gym, we can still stretch, we can still, you know, go on walks. So we've ended there. But there's some other steps we can do to just further our recovery. Uh, again, not fun ones, but these tools are definitely uh, ones that if you have access to, I would definitely recommend. Oh, and, yeah. What a, okay, from your training expertise, what do you typically, in, in a, like a world with unlimited time, unlimited money, what would you recommend that has the best results to get you that optimal recovery in that one singular day or however many days you need? First of all, um, just immediately before and after our workouts would be that stretching. Uh, this is really important oh, yeah. for again just preventing injuries before and after and just making sure we don't have cramps after these workouts because our muscles are typically super tight we want to stretch them out making sure we're able to stay mobile and mobile throughout the day getting that potassium is always a must absolutely making sure we're supplying our body with all the different injury uh substrates and energy we need you know making sure we're getting protein in us and not yep. just the protein you know again protein is definitely uh protein synthesis is responsible for that muscle growth but carbs and fats are just as important you know which is making sure we're having the right carbs and fats the healthier ones uh 
But besides our diet and other stuff that we can take that's very, very beneficial, and I know a lot of us don't have access to, but a sauna. Asana, uh, asana, oh. asana, asana. Have you that, have you ever been in the sauna before? That takes me back. Whenever we'd get done with swim practice, right? So I'd be swimming at the uh, local YMCA or wherever I was at that point in my life, and they would always have a sauna. And we, at first, we could do it, but then we got kicked out because if you got like twelve or fifteen guys in there, all the other people that are trying to swim, that are actual like members of that, uh, you know, the YMCA, mm-hmm. they get pretty busy. And so we'd, we'd be in there before practice, after practice. Hell, we would go in the hot tub, too. And, like, there was a stark difference between when you got out of the pool and it's like, oh, my body, and then you'd go to the sauna and then you'd step out. And it was like, oh. Absolutely. But what I kind of want to highlight there is that transition from the cold pool to the sauna. Your muscles had to be, like, shocked, right? Oh, and, boy. Uh, People who do sauna goers, whenever they are going to a sauna from a cold, uh, cold body of water or just a really cold temperature, the uh, your body undergoes a fight or flight response, which usually results in a raised sense of alertness and decreased pain perception. So that soreness that you're gonna feel a lot less pain there, and it's actually uh, studies have proven that it elevates your mood. So somehow, some way. It, I mean, it makes sense, you know, being cold. The, it's got to be that I, chemical, like, that, that, just yes, adjustment. That chemical reaction there. It really does elevate your mood. So, not only does your mood elevate, the blood's flowing faster and your adrenaline also uh, rises there. I've been told, and I, I remember I was watching a YouTube video when I saw this. It was like, whenever somebody does, like, because what you're referencing is the uh, ice uh, bath or the ice shower challenge. Not challenge, but like... It, it, Briefly, I was gonna. That's kind of was my transition into it. I know a, a a pool is definitely very far from an ice bath. Oh boy. Well, I say very far. Uh, I know they're cold. I know they're cold. But they an ice be. bath is a certain level of intensity that you can't completely compare. Um, and yeah. going into that transition that I kind of was highlighting, so a lot of people have been practicing i feel like more recently now or maybe it's just more recently seen because you know the increase of social media and modern just, age and whatnot yeah of course but going that transition from the sauna to the ice ice bath is really popular for that muscle shock so whenever you're in an ice bath there's benefits of just taking an ice bath by itself and you're going to see reduced inflammation and swelling. So this is really good at helping the muscles come down a little bit and just, again, really minimize your swelling. It's going to relieve the sore muscles. It's going to help the soreness you get from those workouts. It's going to aid the exercise recovery. So it's not just the in-the-moment benefits of it. Like, mm-hmm. this is promo- like these benefits are long-lasting. It also lowers your core body temperature, if you'd imagine, of course, of course. You need to tell me I get colder when I put my body in somehow, cold water. Some, yeah, somehow. But the most importantly, for the more of the longer term effects, this supports immunity, definitely improves your immune system, as well as improves your mental health. So we could have prevented COVID by everybody taking an ice cold bath? <laughs> um, that's definitely a bold statement, but uh, I definitely can say it can help. It can help improve your immunity uh though i also don't want to say there's a correlation between getting covid and having a strong immune system there is but it more depends more correlates to how you respond to getting covid i was just jesting i know i know i know you know me 
Um, but so there's so many benefits of taking an ice bath, ice bath, and I get it. It is not enjoyable. Um, in fact, I'm not there. I can't act like I'm here taking ice baths. That is one of my next steps. Uh, is taking one. Ooh, that's but a I, lot of ice you're gonna have to I invest know. in. I'm starting off with cold showers. Uh, and again, that's still a bitch too. So what I do is, you know, most showers take a little bit to heat up. So I just the second I turn it on, I jump in there, and it's fucking cold. But uh, that is my compromise because it's slowly getting warmer mm -hmm. and me knowing it's going to be warm in eight seconds helps me commit to that but i am here sounding a little like a wussy because there are people who plunder in those ice baths there's a guy consistently guinness world doubt. records he i, I want to say he did the longest like ice was it in iceland it was definitely in antarctica like he just like he just stayed in the ice cold frigid waters of antarctica and I forget what he's, I forget his name, but he's like colloquially known as the Iceman. I know who you, I've, I know yes. who you're talking yes. about actually. Um, gosh, I remember, I've seen definitely some of his content and, uh, on one of the social media. One of the things that he kind of, like, cause I remember watching him and I'm like, what the hell? So I looked it up. He explained that when you're in cold frigid water, your body naturally creates this kind of like, almost like. I want to say aura or like this field of warmth. And as long as you don't move, which sounds counterintuitive, that warmth helps to prevent you being colder. And so that's part of the, part of the thing is, is like doing these ice challenges is all mental, but Absolutely. it's also this idea of you just sitting there and just like taking in the, like the, 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 the lack of warmth by staying still. And I was like, that is a really interesting phenomenon. And I didn't know it was possible. I would definitely think we need to fact check that, but that's something I was like, it's really hard to believe, but it's like, you see all these people doing the ice challenge and it's like, they just stay still. And then magically they can do it for a little bit longer after they get past the mental barriers, you know? Mm-hmm. Because whatever you subject your body to, your body adapts. And I think, would you say that an ice bath is a good way for injury prevention? Because I know in the past I've had an injury and I've gone to the, like a personal trainer in high school or whatever and they'll give me icy hot, right? So it goes from extreme cold to extreme hot. And it was a bitch when you got it in your eyes. Oh, dude, I've had it on my eyes. I've had it on my... Uh... Some other regions of my area of my body that uh, oh. so just as uneventful. It's just it wasn't as painful as the eyes, but let me say the sensation was a little uh, strange. Strange, definitely nothing but, I re recommend. But that's I mean, that's like you know that's like a minor injury. But in general, do you think an ice bath would be beneficial in injury prevention? Yes, um, in the sense of. Not recovering from the injuries, but more preventing them because we're so getting the full recovery. More like the before the injury. Exactly. Aspect. Just because anytime we're not as fully recovered, there's a higher risk of injury. Yes. Um, one thing I did kind of want to touch on of the staying still. So I'm kind of trying to dig into it a little bit because I've definitely, I've retained a lot of information regarding these uh, ice baths. But again, I haven't, I don't have that real life experience. Well, I mean, like there's only so much you can do without committing to it and i'm willing to at some point it's just i'm trying to work my way there you know you need like infinite time and infinite money and then maybe you could do it you can't be like kevin hart or dwayne the rock johnson yeah. 
But here I'm actually reading that when you sit completely still, the water that's in contact with your body warms up, which makes sense. So uh, you're losing some of the benefits of the ice bath. So it's here, it's actually saying you want to keep moving so none of the water is okay. warming up due okay. to you. So, so then, it's saying glad we fact-checked that. Keeping movement is actually going to maximize those benefits, which is good to know because I definitely didn't know that. But so something that's really important is not just so take using these ice baths and using saunas individually are very 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 effective and beneficial but the combining the two and going into that muscle shock is definitely a whole other set of benefits that you get yeah of course so uh as i talked about it undergoes that fight or flight and like i don't know just the intensity that increases from going from a sauna to an ice bath where it's just uh, compared to just it's like two room extremes. temperature. Like, that is two complete extremes. Like, mm. and with us talking about this, this is a point I do need to highlight. Again, this is a very, uh, these are two extremities, and it can become dangerous. So, yes, we're pushing our mental limit, and we're pushing our physical limit a little bit, but there is a, there is a point where... We... So, something I didn't know, right? So, like, with, with harder drugs, right? You get that high. And you're constantly trying to get that next dopamine, but you never get back to that first initial high. Not that I would know. I'm not a drug addict or anything. But comparatively, I've read that it is when you do the ice challenge, you get the same dopamine release and your mind just feels so much more, I, I guess the word is joy. I mean, everybody knows what a dopamine rush is. So it's like, when you do the ice challenge and you get over the mentality of like I'm freezing cold and you like you're staying in there and you're helping your muscles with the shock and awe effect the you know the what am I I'm blanking on the term the flight flight or flight right it's like that dopamine fix is like the equivalent of just an individual like getting a hard drug inside of them yeah and it's like I mean we can use the drugs as a reference but I mean we get dopamine releases from all other types yeah. of you know just drugs or just like caffeine like nicotine like food i mean shit like food is probably one of the biggest sources of dopamine for most people is it not yeah just socializing that's a very uh you know yeah so i just want to keep the uh comparison there wide but uh the dopamine release is definitely going to be a nice benefit that we're getting there that is something i feel like is overlooked like i would never like you tell me that I'm you're increasing my dopamine levels by jumping in a, an ice bath like the hell like I don't think so. No, I agree with you, man. I think so that's the, me looking at it from an outside point of view. Me digging deep, you're right there, and I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just looking at it from an outside point of view. I'm like, no, like that's just not like you know my body correlates oh, cold yeah. and unhappiness. Like you know, <laughs> of course, man, of course. No, I think we would be doing an injustice if we didn't talk about a different way of trying to do an injury prevention or an injury like let's say you are injured what are some steps you can take because on the previous episode we talked about how if we were injured like we, we finally reached that exponential curve and we, we we taper off and we finally like maybe we've injured ourselves now how do we get back to prevent not preventing the injury but alleviating the injury itself after we've done all the things necessary from the doctors and the hospital like what it what, what is your 
like advice to people that are maybe they, they just had a really bad accident absolutely if i could sum it all up in one word it would be patience because i feel like that's the hardest thing for most people who are pretty far into their journey and you coming from swimming i don't know if you were hurt during your swimming career i've had a couple injuries especially if you're playing select in a sport or you're like really deep into your field like seeing so much growth and having it ripped from you and like no you you can't continue at this pace like we're still improving but like that is that's that's a hard awakening that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes like seeing oh like you know i finally just feel comfortable with this movement or i'm finally able to increase the weight to oh wait i have to go back down to where Mm -hmm. i was like it's that's a hard pill to swallow but patience is key i think to build off that point i think it's also mental like patience is very much a mental trait and i think like some people might see it as like very much a like a bad like a bad you know a bad time like you're just in this really bad place and I, th- I, I like to I like to think of changing the perspective, changing the narrative instead of being like, oh, man, I'm three weeks out of doing the sport I love or the thing I associate my identity with. And now you're like, maybe it's an opportunity for you to go on YouTube and learn better techniques or learn and see if you can find something that helps to improve it when you get back on your game and you're finally trying to build yourself back up, you know, like say you got to you know you can't weight lift cuz your foot's you know twisted or you you injured it mm-hmm. so okay so instead of using the time that you would at the gym go online do some research find something that helps to improve yourself when you finally get back so i think like changing the narrative and changing the mental aspect just like with patience absolutely because that mental aspect is constantly changing as we're improving and as we're going deeper and we can't maintain that same mentality from when before we were hurt to when oh, we yeah, were hurt. Definitely. We can't. And I feel like definitely being aware of that is very important. Some uh some just tips we can do to just in- optimize our recovery would be and a lot of these are obviously stuff we should try and be conscious and maintain anyway, but they become extra important during recovery and that is staying hydrated. Staying hydrated and making sure we have proper amounts of fluid oh, in our yeah. body. This is important to maintain those those healing processes. Lots and lots of caffeine. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> no, kidding, no, no, no. Reducing inflammation because with most injuries, there's always that inflammation. There's plenty of ways to do that. Cherry juice is a, a great... Uh, cherry no, juice? Cherry juice is great at reducing inflammation. Uh, I've never once heard that. Uh, I, this is news. This is uh, definitely something. I'm going to have to do a little more digging into it. But Cherry juice? Cherry juice. And is that like cherry a lifestyle? Cherry juice is something that's been... No, no. The Cherry juice is something that's been used like, inside uh, the fitness community for a very long time like what do they do they just like is it like sold at the store it. or you just take just like a cherry, cherry juice, and dude. break it up no or? just cherry juice just like cranberry juice like apple juice oh, just cherry juice you just drink yeah, yeah, yeah. it okay. cherry juice is okay. really popular and in fact i know arnold schwarzenegger which we're not even going to get into but uh he loves cherry juice i love he, that guy he includes it with a lot of his uh his post-workout drinks oh. his recovery drinks his protein shakes uh <laughs> he likes to include a couple other stuff in there as well. But um, cherry juice, that's just a small thing you can drink. Dude, we could do of a course. whole episode on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, we will. We will because he definitely was uh, a big influence in the beginning of my journey. But I also had to 
retain a lot of information I learned from him yeah, with course. a very open-minded because a lot of it is... It's a little... I don't want to say outdated, but there's a lot other perspectives and new information to bring to the table. Yeah. So just retaining it all with an open and from mind. We'll, we'll touch base with yep. Arnie later. I want to get on later with that. So another thing you can do is compress the uh, affected muscles. So if we have a knee injury, if our knee is swollen, whatever it is, we can wrap it up, put a nice compression sleeve on. This is going to help the blood flow. This is going to keep oh. that muscle healing better. Uh, this one's very important because I know when we're recovering, we don't want to just stop completely. We don't want to just stop working out completely. So switching to more low impact exercises, which we've covered in a lot of topics, you know, just walking, yoga, stuff like that. Yes, um, yes, yes. Upping your protein intake just to maintain protein synthesis because protein synthesis is what's responsible for repairing our muscles to begin with. Mm -hmm. So that, and our last one, which you're gonna love, is just limiting the alcohol and tobacco uh, consumption. Because I mean, these, uh, do we I have to? I don't wanna to? get into the direct correlation, but there is definitely a negative correlation between the muscle recovery as and alcohol. And that is its own podcast <clears throat> on its own as well that we'll talk, but those are just seven very easy uh, recovery tips that you can just do to improve that. I, I think there's a lot of growth that you and I could definitely do. Lots of growth, seven. and that's why I love the uh, the way we're going about this podcast is, you know, we're not here acting like some health gurus trying to just share our information. We're simply just two young adults, two men, just at a certain point, at, even though we've made it so far, we're very early in our path. And oh, we 100%. are learning every single day, and we're sharing what we learn and what we still have to learn with and our we, audience. And we always release those short bites for you know the finance side of our podcast and our youtube channel just to help people out that are still young entrepreneurs or just people that you know hey i was never taught that in school mm -hmm. and i mean like even then like i know when you and i sit down and we write out the topics for the week and we try and figure shit out it's like okay what can we do this week like what's important to us and so we we try and share that absolutely and whenever small things in our life happens we we go you know experience certain events we try and you know translate what happens in our life these podcasts so uh i think that's uh, a great stopping point right here kind of we went over yep. all the different simple tips you can do day to day 100 again guys being patient that's most important be patient with your body i know it sucks getting hurt is never expected it's never something we want to happen but you don't want to take a step forward two steps back oh like, yeah we want to at least make this recovery as small as possible we can and that's just being patient with ourselves taking advantage of these small steps I All think right, so man. too, and that's a that's a great wrap for this topic on our part two, and so uh, we'll catch you later. This is Nick, and this is Jack. Have a great day, guys. I'll see you on the next one. All right.